welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm joined today by my co-host, the chief graphic designer of Real People, Real Talk, Ariel, who I call Bay. What up, party people? <laughs> you already know it's about to be fun. And here's why you should listen. We're talking about all things relationships. Hashtag relationship goals. There's literally something for everybody in this conversation, in this episode, for the singles, for those that are dating, and for those that are married. But first, let's read a review. Yes, getting back to review. So some of these reviews, people use nicknames, and I have no idea who they are, um, which is totally okay. And some people use their real name. So this is one that I recognize, um, Ariana Torres. And this is what she had to say. As a young adult who currently attends a young adult ministry where Paul is a pastor of, I have found this podcast to be a way I could still be fed spiritually in moments where personal gatherings aren't always an option. Paul has definitely been faithful and loving his ministry, which speaks to a lot about his character and who he is as a servant of God. In the same sense, this is also reflected on the topics he chooses to share with us through his podcast. Keep up the good work, Paul. Pastor Paul, I'm definitely seeing God working through you. And so, Miss Torres, that was so kind of you. I thank you so much for that thoughtful review. If you're enjoying the content, would you consider leaving a rating and review for those that are listening in Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Podchaser? Exactly. Do that. But to the content at hand, hey, can you introduce our guest for today? Of course. Our guest today, originally from Sierra Leone, West Africa, but now reside in Cali. They have been married four years, officially four years, on February the 10th. They also have a three-year-old son, and they have been podcasting as well since July 2020. Their podcast is called Shifting Perspectives. So welcome to the show, Tommy and Sia Tarawali. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for having us. Thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited to be here. Most definitely. Before, I, I think we already got people juiced for you know this episode on our instagram already so i'm excited <laughs> hey i love it i love when our guests are ex excited about the episode and before we get into it like on the date that we are recording um it's before your anniversary so let us be the first to say happy anniversary yes, to y'all happy anniversary know, it's, Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's like two days away i actually dress i'm like oh it's two days away I know. thank you so much <laughs> most definitely so could y'all just give us a quick backstory to how y'all make kind of like where y'all met how long y'all dated so as we get into the questions at hand we'll have some context and a backstory to build upon do you want to go <laughs> hey, of course you gotta go first you gotta, you gotta go okay first. so we did we met on facebook i used to live in new jersey and he has always been in cali so we did meet on facebook he added me on facebook a long time ago but we never really talked or maybe we did, but I, I just did not remember. But, um, you know, we started talking on Facebook and on the phone after he corrected me when I posted something on July 4th. I said, happy independence. And this guy went in on me and said, we're not free. Why are you posting happy independence? Da -da 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 -da. And me coming into the country 
after he did, he already knew the history, right? So I did not really know much. So he kind of, you know, said some things and I had to do my research. That was how we started talking and dating and all that. So right. you, yeah. le- you left a lot of details out. Oh, <laughs> okay. So let, let me just say this. So I, I inbox, I like I added her on Facebook and I'm like, yo, let's don't be strangers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Paul, you can probably relate to this. Imagine sending a message to someone and you know they read it and they left you on red. Shawty, like, oh, Shawty, what's going on? Like, you left me on red. So, well, anyway, like, some days I would, like, inbox her and she would take forever to reply. So, I, you know, I started, like, oh, man, maybe she she's not feeling me and all that. But, like, we, we, we went from that, like, Fourth of July conversation to where I like basically just roasted her. Like I'm like, yo, this this is what was going on and blah 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 blah. So then the conversation grew from there. So I sent her my number. I'm like, this is my number. If you ever maybe want to continue the conversation. And what's funny, she she sent me a message right away. I'm like, okay, now she's a real one. Okay, <laughs> I, I I see this, I see this. But yeah, we 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 started talking, and she was in New Jersey, right? Man, I. I remember telling her because I used to love to travel and I still love to travel. I used to travel to the East Coast all the time. So I'm like, yeah, I'm coming out to the East Coast. You know, I'm, I'll be in Maryland. Like, if you want, I can drive to New Jersey. And she's like, yeah, cool. And then the day off, right? Remember, I was driving. I already left to Maryland. I was already in Philadelphia. So I texted her. I'm like, yo, I'm already in Philadelphia. I'm on my way. And she's like, oh, I can't see you today. I'm not home. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. Right? and i'm like no you couldn't like i'm already halfway there i was i was pissed but like you know i played my cool and all that so i drove back to maryland then we texted and like yeah you can come so i i went to new jersey finally mm-hmm. i i kid you not like the moment we met it's like we've been dating or we've known each other for for for, for like forever there was that instant connection it's like God literally brought us together. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture, actually, and I'll, I'll probably share that picture with you guys once we finish recording. Of I went down on my knees and I took my keys. And this is the first day of seeing each other. I took my keys and I'm like, will you marry me? I have that picture. That was, that was a joke. That was a, that, that was a <laughs> okay, joke. I was like, right? whoa, okay. No, God saw that, though. Right, yeah. I was joking, but just the instant connection that I felt made me feel comfortable for me to hold my car keys and say, "Will you marry me?" And man, for uh, six years total, right? Six years mm-hmm. later, we're here. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. He out here making dreams. <laughs> he out here making dreams come through. Uh, they met on Facebook. I mean, slid into the DMs. Shot is shot. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Is that- is that how you guys met too? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So a total of six years. So that means y'all did uh, y'all dated two years before y'all got married. So when did you guys know it was the right time to take the relationship to that next level? I think that would probably be a nice question for you to answer first. So I, hold on, I say that because. When I met Tommy, I I got this story from like the aunties and, you know, people that were in the same house as him. And they said he pretty much was saying, I never want to get married. You're right. 
that was in part of so, my vocab. Mm-hmm. So they were very surprised for the fact that he even had a lady in the house for that long. Because I came over to Cali. I was here for two, three months or so. And then I went, than that. Yeah. And then I went back to New Jersey. So I think this will be a, a good thing for him to, to answer. So all honesty, right? The, the time that we spent at the hotel with each other, the conversation that we had, I knew from there that this is someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. And the conversations were really around family, right? It was how we want to raise kids and all that. I don't know what brought up the conversations about kids, but just I knew I'm like, man, she can really like she she's going to keep me grounded and also hold things down, right? Because like she said, like marriage was not my vocab, right? I so I was I was dating. I was in a relationship. I've been in, in relationships and all that, but I, I wasn't a better man, right? If that makes sense. So when I met him, like the conversations were so solid. So right from that spot, I'm like, no, this can actually be my partner for life, right? She did not know that by then because by then things were not like official, official. So I remember when I was leaving, um, I was flying back to um, Cali actually left time notes and I said I then I said fill out the blank uh, fill out the blank and she put love and that was it but I I've, I've, like from from the day that we met each other and we started talking like just that vibe because I've never really connected with any woman at that level like that it was like I'm telling you, Paul. I'm not making this up, guys. <laughs> like that instant connection. It's like you've met your best friend forever, and you guys were just. I think throughout the time that we were hanging out, we never ran out of things to say. We the conversations, were, yeah, the conversations were deep and solid, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Till this day, till this day, that's crazy. That's wild. I love it. I love to hear people's stories and like just to see like the background of people and how they met. And so this is this is dope. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's something you wish somebody would have told you guys about marriage before you got married? That's that's a beautiful question. What is something? Man, you got you got me thinking now. Wow. (laughs) I think I think for me I'll say when it comes to having kids maybe mm-hmm. because when it comes to the relationship aspects I think I was pretty knowledgeable you know that when you're in a relationship you need to communicate yeah. I'm a I'm very big on communication he got tired of me when we just started dating but he just has to deal with it because without communication I don't really see where you guys can go. Right. Yeah. So um, I think with having kids, though, the dynamic of just the house and be- roles between you and your husband, um, how things can change. I think that that's the thing for me, because I grew up in a house where I pretty much you pretty much just see the mom is the one who does pretty much everything. Right. Yeah. So now with like having a husband who is super helpful, even though when you have a child, it's still more on the mom, but having someone or people telling you, you know, make sure you have someone that's going to be there for you and help you out. 
And after you have the baby, you're going to go through certain things. You're going to be stressed out. Make sure you have that person that is going to be there to tell you, it's okay. Give me the baby, go out, have fun, you know, do extra stuff, whatever it is that you feel like doing, go to the mall, go, go exercise, go, go be with your friends, do whatever it is that you want to do. So I think when it comes to that, yeah, I had to learn a lot when I did have a child, but I'm thankful that I did have a child with the right person. Right. (laughs) I'm thankful for that because we really don't get most times. We really don't get that from our speaking for, you know, our African parents. We don't get that from them. They don't really educate us when it comes to that. So, yeah. Man, how, how can I beat that answer? But I think, (laughs) I think for me, really, um, I think compromise, right. It it was something that I, I did not know how to, well, compromise and communication, right. It was something that I did not know how to do very well. Right. So I had hope maybe like that was something that I knew prior to me getting married. And, um, because our marriage is great, but from, from, um, we got married in, in February. Right. And I think, was it March or so we went for counseling, right? We literally did things backward and we went for counseling because the relationship was still in a great spot, but it wasn't great, great, great. So, but when we went for counseling came to realize that, yeah, the problem was us, but it wasn't really, really us. I I hope I make sense. It was more of the environment that we were in. And I came to realize that my lack of empathy and communication was affecting my wife, right? She, She wanted a very different side of me that I wasn't able to provide. I wasn't there to really sit down and talk with her as she wants to. I'm the type, I'm like, all right, cool. I said, sorry, let's move on. You know, like, I don't, I don't want you to start telling me this is how A became B or this, this. No, like just, and, and it was, it was hard for me to really go into that, you know, just compromise It's okay. Let's meet in the middle. Let's mm-hmm. see. It's not matter of, I think too often we'll focus on who is right or who is wrong, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just where can we meet each other and know that, okay, this is where we met. And let's go forward from there. But that was a great question. Now you got me thinking of a lot of things for real. That was that was beautiful. And those were some great answers. I'm like, which thing to respond to first? And right. so for us, we're we're not parents, but we I, are. I was about to ask you guys that too. Actually, I'm like, man, you guys are married, I, and it looks like it's amazing. It's an amazing marriage. I, I want to learn from you guys. So going back to the question that uh, Ariel asked, right? Like, I think it was around the area of like what you wish you would have known prior to getting married. Like, I want to hear your story too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just like a podcaster to turn it around and start interviewing people. Right. So I'm gonna do the same thing you did, babe. What's something you wish you would have known before you got married? Ooh, now y'all got me thinking. Something mm-hmm. I wish I would have known before about marriage before we got married um i guess my biggest thing is that you have to make your marriage your own like i think people say yes you you want to get married that's what you're supposed to do yada 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 but you have to make your marriage your own 
our marriage isn't going to look like his parents' marriage. Our marriage isn't going to look like my grandparents' marriage. Our marriage isn't going to look like my brother and his wife's marriage. So we have to know what works best for us. What are my strengths? What are his strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are his weaknesses? And see how I can put my weaknesses with his strengths and his weaknesses with my strengths and how we can come together and become not one whole person, but two whole people. Because we have to be able to walk with each other side by side and not one person in front of the other. We have to be able to walk with each other side by side. So just knowing like what works for your marriage and knowing that each marriage is different. Yes, we can look to like other marriages to be like, oh, yeah, like that's what I want my marriage to be like. Or I love how they do this. I love how they do that. But not using that as like a pillar of what my marriage should look like, because we don't know everybody's stories. We don't know what people went through. And so just knowing each other knowing our strengths, knowing our weaknesses, and just knowing like all marriages are different and we have to find what works for us. I love that. I love that too. Thank it's you. like we can look That's at beautiful. Yeah, most definitely. Like we can look at the marriages in our lives and and see what was modeled well. And like you can learn what to do and you can learn what not to do. I'm yeah. sure the Lord right. allows us to have kids when when they see our marriage. They will learn what to do and what not to do, no matter how hard, you know, we try at it. Right. But if I could go back in time, in time, I would have did what y'all did and did um, like counseling beforehand. Like um, because of our distance, we didn't get a chance to sit down and do in-person um, counseling uh, right. with somebody. So if I could turn back the hands of time, I wish we would have did that because our church, like one of the programs that I'm over, um, the, mar- the marriage ministry at our church is called Merge. It's like an eight-week course where you talk about communication and your in-laws and sexual intimacy and just so many other things. And um, if you're listening in the Houston area, I will leave that link in the show notes. If you if you're there, I would love to meet you there and we can walk you through those things. But that's what I wish I would have known. And something that you guys brought both of y'all brought up was the C word. Mm-hmm. What's the C word, babe? Communication. And so we asked <laughs> we asked some of our Facebook friends and our Instagram followers for their best relationship advice. And so from Facebook, Tracy Moss, uh, dear friend of ours, said communication, 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 and so many exclamation points. And she said, Don't assume that your spouse knows what you want and knows what you like. You may be surprised. And then she put in parentheses, they've been married 21 years. So I was like, ooh, we that's good. And from Instagram, my boy Lil Byron, he said communication is very important and be yourself. Legit. That's a fact. That is that is a fact. A fact. That is that, that is, is true. Beautiful. Like mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Because like I said, I've always been big when it comes to communication in any relationship, like intimate relationship, friendships, family, you know, and when I met Tommy he wasn't used to that, you know, and it's, it's kind of understandable because first of all, most times they raise men not to communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. So most times the women are the like, like sit, let's talk. I want to talk, you know, this and this and that, even just the simplest things. Like, let's say if your husband is, you know, leaving the dishes and the sinks for maybe a week straight, you're like, let's sit down and talk. What's going on. <laughs> You know, it's just too much on me. You need to like pick up the pace and stuff like that. And for him, he was like, we don't need to talk about every single thing. Like, it's just, 
No. And I said, no, we need to talk. We need to talk about every single thing. I don't care what it is. So, you know, thankfully he got into that space now mm-hmm. where sometimes he actually comes to me and he's like, let's talk about, you know, this. I'm like, oh, now I see. <laughs> <laughs> now I see how, you know, maybe annoying it can be but it's it's really necessary to communicate i can definitely say that you know um we probably we have we're going to have a lot of single people listening to this and Mm -hmm. most of the time you know us people in a relationship or married couples we tend to throw out that c word right so maybe a single person out there might be wondering well i already know how to talk i already know how to communicate with other people but it's different when you when you're married right when you're married it's a matter of you listening while someone talk without even thinking of a response right mm-hmm. it's a matter of am i really going to be here to fully understand what my partner is saying without having to maybe take an offense to that because it's different when you're at work and you're a great communicator that's different with marriage it's like i'm living with this person is it's for the rest of my life you, you know that's it, it is our hopes and prayers that when mm-hmm. you're married you know that god just takes you to that space where it's for eternity right? right but um communication like is is the key to everything but it's also knowing how to listen you have to listen and you also have to be willing to express your feelings right you just can't expect your partner to magically know what is going on in your world if you don't if you don't basically ask or express yourself you know you can be a great communicator but hey by the end of the day also yeah if i were to sit down with paul and i'm the only one doing all the talking is that a very nice way of talk uh, communication Really not, right? Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I have to be able to get your own feedback. My wife won't be sitting here talking to me. And once she's done talking, I'm like, cool, babe. All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Did that fix anything? No, I, I have to basically go go down that path of letting her know that I understand your concern. Maybe even restate what she said. These are the things that you said, right? And I'm going to work on that. So, yeah. Right. That's good. That's good. It just makes me think because... Like, I feel like a lot of times when we're in relationships, we can have a lot of bad habits when it comes down to communications, because with technology now, if you upset at somebody, like, you don't got to text them back. I'm going to just leave you on red. I'm not going to text you back. I'm going to just leave you on red. So we have so many bad habits or we go to the point to where, like, when we were early on in our relationship and Twitter was still popping we would subtweet each other. We wouldn't. We wouldn't talk to each other. Keep it real. We would subtweet each other, and we would know. Oh yeah, that that was about that was about me. I know exactly what that was about. So we would subtweet each other. So we had to learn what communication looked like in our marriage because when you're in a marriage, like you can't run nowhere. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person that will escape. Like if I don't feel, um, if I don't feel like the situation is. Not necessarily benefit me, but if I don't feel like safe, mm-hmm. I run. And so if it's altercation or if it's loudness or whatever, it might be somebody yelling at me, somebody just talking in a tone that I feel as if will make me shut, like I'll shut down or I'll 
I'll go somewhere else. And then in marriage, like you can't go nowhere. Like you yeah. in the same house, you are going to have to talk it out because if you leave and go to Chick-fil-A and come back, that person's still going to be there. So you either going to talk about it or you're going to eat your uh, Chick-fil-A, go to sleep and wake up and talk about it. So you really have no way out other than to talk about it. If you really want to benefit your relationship and to really grow from the trials and tribulations that you have in your relationship. So yeah, you, that you, is true. You, you out here dropping gems. <laughs> okay, well said. Um, Ari, I know. Well said, Ariel. It's the Louisiana family to uh, say it like that. Well said, Ariel. And like, tell me and see, y'all are on point and really um, dropping some nuggets for us. Like, that's one of the beautiful byproducts of podcasting that as we're um, interviewing people and having conversations, we're learning a lot ourselves because yeah. uh, we go, we go keep it real. Um, so one on my 30th birthday, I'm, yeah, I don't know why, but I'm big on birthdays. My parents always made a big deal of my birthdays and that really meant a lot to me. I would celebrate with them, with my church family. And so, and even my friends like Jay, Nicole, Keisha, Pat, and, and so many more, um, it was really big on birthdays. I'm, I can be a birthday Devo. So anyway, it was my 30th birthday and I had high expectations and I thought, and Baker Rick and Ferron, I thought I communicated that birthdays are are big, and you notice what was done. And so maybe I didn't. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the blame this time. But long story short, what she did did not meet my expectations, mm-hmm. and I was I was hurt. I was upset, and in my pride. I was like, you know, what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let her know. She should know. But guys and gals, we gotta humble ourselves because that's that's a part of um. Um, humility is expressing to somebody, hey, you, what you did hurt me. And so from that point, because I was willing to express my feelings, like this, this last birthday, my 31st birthday, like my wife, it was like, well, hold it. Before I go there, I want to share my dirty laundry. Like I didn't communicate, <laughs> I didn't communicate that well when that happened because we was in Mississippi and I was on the porch texting her <laughs> instead of going into the room and talking with her. But all that pettiness aside, and we're growing. Like marriage is marriage is tough. There's yeah. there's joy and there's struggle. And long story yeah. short, here's the, the good side of that is that my most recent birthday. Oh my gosh, y'all! She almost had me in tears. Because she surprised me and brought my parents uh, because of the pandemic. This would be like my first birthday, not celebrating with my friends and family, specifically my parents. And she surprised me and brought my parents down. And when I saw my parents in that restaurant, I was just like, whoa. And then she helped to organize like a birthday Zoom. So I got a chance to to, um, be celebrated by people in different time zones. And then the drive by, like she was just really there and went above and beyond. And if I would have been prideful, and like, you know, I'm a macho man. That didn't hurt me. And she should know what to do. I want to receive that blessing and our relationship would not have grown as um, when I has grown. Yeah, I agree. That is true. That is true. I mean, I it, love that. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, it, it goes back to, to what I was saying, right? Is communication is the key. But by the end of the day, we have to learn how to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Had you had you not done maybe sat had down and talked about how you felt? She wouldn't have maybe done anything this year either, right? right? It would have been the same, the same cycle. You have been mad again, right? But but from and that's where I'm learning how to really talk about how I feel because I'm not going to lie, Paul. I came uh, from an environment where I was taught to be just macho, 
you know, don't, you know, you're not supposed to even show any emotions. We, we, we have secret societies, right. That mm-hmm. is supposed to teach you how to be a man in my country. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I wasn't used to all this sit down, let's talk. And up till now, like in our community, we've seen marriages and relationships fail because of that lack of communication and people are not willing to maybe take it to the next step. Like um, most of the churches that we have, and I'm not going to call it, but most of the African churches that we have don't offer the marriage counseling that you guys are offering at your church, right? So most preachers are not in a place to really support maybe, I mean, even if you're a Christian, there are sometimes you go through trials and tribulations, right? Facts. You You have to be willing to really seek help and let God also direct you through that path so communication is the key and you also have to learn to talk not just (laughs) not just send a text message or a tweet (laughs) yeah i picked up on the shade he just threw (laughs) but but tell me see y'all are so right and also with with feedback and expressing yourself with communication comes expectations Mm -hmm. and so bae can you read like one of the comments from um, a fellow Instagram follower, Lisa Holcomb. I work with her husband, Justin. They're great people. You yeah. have, have them on as well. And she also went to MC, but I digress. Chocta. Yes, but Lisa said, talk about clear expectations, not just once, but often as things change, because most of the time frustration comes because you had an expectation that wasn't met. And that's real. So with that in mind, can y'all tell me and see you talk to us about expectations and what does it look like in y'all's marriage? Expectations when it comes to like what we expect from each other. That and also kind of like roles, like who who does who does what, who does the clean, who does the cooking, etc. Let's let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> okay. Um. I yeah. I can definitely speak on that. So when it comes to who does the cleaning, I do most of the cleaning. When I met him, he was, I'm OCD. Any single dirt that I see, it just, it just takes me to another place. So when I met Tommy, one of the reasons why we actually vibed on another level was because he was OCD too. He was the person to put down his phone a certain way. If he, if you move that phone and he comes back, he'll know that you moved it. Even just a little bit. He was that precise. But then, you know, got married, have, we have a son now. And he just went into this dad mode where he's like, why do I have to clean? Because he's going <laughs> to just mess it up anyway. And on, on the other hand, I'm just like, you clean as you go. Yes, you're going to get tired. But you don't want to let the place just go crazy where it's like you're spending all day cleaning. Right. So we're kind of we had to, you know, I, I, I sometimes I used to throw jabs where I'm like, here we go again. You know, and he hated that. But we, we sat down, we had a conversation and now he is, you know, he's working from home. So he does clean and all that, which I appreciate. So. But still, I'll say I'll do, I do most of the cleaning. <laughs> and when it comes to cooking, we both cook. But I'll say I do most of the cooking, too, because I do the African food. And, you know, he does most of, like, I'll say the English food. He'll cook, like, the salmon, the veggies, and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, I mean, expectations. So when when you're married, you know, there are certain things that I think want to say probably even if you guys don't talk about it, kind of comes natural. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if 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 I'm making sense here, but um so for example, I know uh um most people tend to like sit down and discuss who should pay this bill, pay this bill, pay this bill. Like for us really We've, we've never gone there yet. We, I think we, we kind of automatically had this expectation of whosoever makes more, right, will probably handle the bigger bills. Like, I kid you not. I, I, I tell people this and people I think, uh, think I'm crazy. I actually don't even know what's the cost of electricity in this house. <laughs> no, BJ and all that because I've, I've actually never, I don't, I know she, she, she takes care of that, right? And then I have the bills that I pay. And so, when it comes to um, expectations in terms of like household things, we I think we we know our places. You know, I know when it's the sun is nice outside, I gotta take my boy outside. We gotta go for a bike ride. You know, um, um, he she loves doing laundry, but she doesn't like folding them. <laughs> she doesn't. She hates folding laundry. So I'm the type that like when I do laundry. I don't like when laundries are waiting. So they come from the dryer. I just want to like stand there and iron whatever I have to iron and put them away. For her, she, she'll do laundry overnight and like have three baskets of laundry, <laughs> like dry clothes. Then I see them. I'm like, I'm too tired to stand here and I go through all this. Like, that's why I tell you, just do them one at a time, you know, do the whites. Sweet. They are clean. Let's put those together. But, um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. So basically, it's just pretty much whoever has the most energy at the at the moment can do whatever they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I am tired and there's no food in the house, you know, he would just cook something for, uh, you know, for the family. And yeah, cleaning, laundry, all that good stuff. And he's more of the outdoor guy. So and when you have a child, oh my gosh, the energy is just, it's just beyond me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just out of it. I don't have time. You know, it's probably too cold or it's too hot. I don't want to be outside. And he would just be like, let's go. So, yeah. You know, we don't really have set expectations. It's just, you know, whoever can do whatever. I like that. I, I like that because I feel like. The gender roles that people can put on you, like, oh, the woman has to do this and the man has to do this, can really have you, like, tied down. Because if we are working the same amount of hours or we're gone the same, like, out working, then the house still has to be taken care of. And it can't just be like, oh, you need to make sure you cook after, even though you're getting home at eight, make sure you cook because you're the woman. Like, so I really appreciate that. You guys not only have the things that you do, but it's like that, not the 80-20 rule, but um, when we were in, I played sports in college. So when we were in college and I was playing sports, my coach would always talk about how sometimes everybody can't give that 100% that day. And so as a team, we have to make up where that lack would be so if 
this person can only give 80% that day and that's the best that they can give, then we have to make sure that we can give a little extra so that it's still covered. And so that's what it sounds like, like in you guys' household. It's not about who does what and what's supposed to be done, but we make sure that we get it done. So if I'm tired tonight, then we just might have to order some order some pizza because oh, I'm just yeah. tired tonight. <laughs> but you guys really, really, I love that. I love that you don't just have that set like yeah. you have to do this, but like, no, like that's my wife. We are a team. If, mm-hmm. you know, we down 50 points, I got to come back up. I got to help too. I can't just, you know, ain't no I yeah. in team. Yeah, and definitely. And it's funny that you say that, babe, about that, the hundred percent, because shout out to Victory Nilsa, uh, one of our Instagram followers. And one of the things that she said was well, not 50, 50. Because it changes daily, and yeah. you just hit it on the head. Because sometimes it does, right? I may, I may be feeling it. You may not be feeling it. And another thing she added was, "Y'all need much patience and forgiveness." Yeah. And we can do a whole another episode on that. But like <laughs> when it comes to the roles, I just feel like if my wife and I are both working, it's not fair for her to do all the housework and work outside of the house. And so when we first got married, I was like, "Well, you know, if you could do the cooking, um, I would do the." the laundry and I'll do the cleaning just because as I said on this podcast before, I really enjoy doing it. I just hop, I just put on the podcast and do the cleaning or do the folding while watching my favorite show or something like that. And also not only was she working as a teacher, she was working part-time at the, at the church, like in childcare. So I'm like, she's working one and a half jobs. So I'm definitely going to carry more of the load, but now she no longer works as many hours in childcare. So we're actually in talks now of just kind of re um, reallocating the load and who's going to do what and how we're going to continue to share that, which goes exactly to what y'all said, Tommy and see about it. It, it changes. Yeah. Now there are some things as, and I don't mean to be sexist or whatever word you want to use, but there's something as a man that I'm just going to do period. Like when me yeah. and my wife is in the same car, I'm pumping the gas period. Um, I'm going to open the door for her period. Um, <laughs> If the trash need to be taken out, I'm taking out the trash. I'm not asking my wife to take out the trash. But there's some other things like it's more typical for the man to do the grilling. But when it comes to my wife and I, we'll be out there grilling together. And that's fun for us. And so that goes back to something you said earlier, babe. Make your marriage work for you. And roles will sometimes change, but you got to divide it up. And before we ask the next thing, just I can just see in y'all face. Anything y'all want to respond to that? <laughs> you know... So I think last week we were we were we were in bed and I'm like I'm like man I've never seen you take the trash since we moved here like do you take out the trash <laughs> no really like and she's like yeah I think I've done it once I'm like yeah once. I've, I've never like it's, but to your point though Paul um everything that we do of course I mean like you said not to be sexist but there are certain things that a man is supposed to do right. Just take care of that. Mm-hmm. We, C and I, we came from a from a community where there's gender role and gender expectations, mm-hmm. right? And this is something that we've discussed on our podcast. And I think Paul, you did listen to that episode actually. Um, but we just did not want to go through that path. And one of the things that we 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 always fall back to, I I don't want my son to grow up thinking. This is what a lady is supposed to do, a man is supposed to do. No, if right. if you're married, if you're in a relationship, like um, Ariel said, right, there are some days where your team member is not feeling 100%. They are at 50%. If you're 100, 
help them go to that hundred stage, right? Mm-hmm. There are some night where the house is just a mess and my wife wants to clean. I'm like, let's go upstairs. This is our house. We come down in the morning. We'll clean this place. It's cool. There are some days where it's just okay to go relax. But yeah, as you were talking about the trash and all that, I'm like, mm-hmm. I think she never taken out the trash. <laughs> He's like, I can relate. Even the male, grabbing the male, he does it pretty much 99% of the time. The only time I pretty I probably go to the mail if if I'm receiving something. If you have a package coming. Amazon, like my wife, but we ain't gonna go there. Amazon. I'd be like, I see the Amazon man more than any other person at the apartment complex, man. Yeah. But with with roles and so it it depends on the family, because like I think opposite of y'all, I'm the one that do the bills. Um, I don't know how how it came to that. That may speak to my need for control, but I'll figure it out in therapy. But I like to know, I like to know what's yeah. going on, where the money is going, because we really want to be, we want to budget and steward our money in such a way where we can be a blessing to the local church, our tithes and our offerings, and also be a blessing um, when we go out to a restaurant, like the bill. One time the bill was 15. It was like, hey, this, you know, whatever the bill was, let's tip him whatever the bill was. And sometimes we want to just be generous, but we can't do that if we're not being good stewards of our money. But that's another story for um, another day. And so with that, I don't think if I mentioned this, but I do the cleaning, I do the laundry. Um, my wife does the, the cooking and she'll clean after she can cook, but she also helps a lot with the podcast from editing it from doing the graphic designing. And so there's our different weeks where we would reshift things. Cause there's one week that was just busy. And I say, Hey, I didn't get to the towels. I, you know, could you, uh, you know, fold and put these up on Thursday and she, and she handled that. So amazing. Thank you. I do what I can. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. No, I mean, but these are all things that we also learn as we go along the way, you know, yeah. the, each day that you guys spend together, I think the married will, Area said it best earlier. Like no Make one marriage own. is going to be the same. Make it your own, yeah. right? So those those expectations are probably going to change once you guys have kids, right? They're going to change once maybe you add to the family again. So it's it's constantly changing, constantly, yeah. you know. So, but we're growing and we're learning from it. That's the most important thing. That's true. Yeah. That's really the only thing that you can do is to grow from the things that you go through. So yeah. it's just like you every day won't be the same, like we've already said. And um, like I'm a teacher. And so like right now teaching in this pandemic, I have kids that are in class. I have kids that are virtual. I think one day I came home and I like I had st- Took something out of the freezer before I went to work. Like, yes, I'm a cook when I come home. And then I came home and I was just so mentally drained and physically drained just from going through the school day that I was just like, I just I can't do nothing tonight. Like, I can't cook. I just want to, like, sit on the couch and do nothing. And Paul was right there and he was like, well, let's order some pizza. Let's order some <laughs> pizza and we going to be I mean, we're going to be good. It's not. You know, I feel like people can get set in their ways and set in the things that they think should be happening or things that they think that should be going on every single day. But every day is different. Every week is different. Every month is different. And then like with the bills, I 
I don't even know how that did come about to where you started paying all the bills. I was just thankful. But um, we do, like, we make sure that, like, we know the budget, like, and we're trying to stick to that budget. It's hard, but we're trying to stick to the budget, and we know, like, I know how much he brings home. He knows how much I bring home. We know what needs to be where for which things. And so um, I think that, I mean, we do a good job of making sure that the bills get paid. The lights ain't been off, so praise yeah. the Lord. <laughs> and, <I know. laughs> and, and with that, even though like I'm the one that does the bills, there's transparency. So my wife know the password to my accounts or my, my credit cards. And so there's, even though I'm the one that, that do the bills, there's still a lot of transparency to our money. Like, she know, we both know each other credit cards and amounts that we owe on them. Mm-hmm. Well, not this month. We paid them off. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, and because I didn't want, you know, God forbid something happened to me and she don't know the password. She don't know how to pay the right. bills. And so that's one thing that just have full transparency so she can know what to do um, just in case. And so we dropped like a lot of nuggets and we got some more nuggets for y'all and just yeah. kind of switching gears a little bit just i know there's going to be some people that's, that's listening that's single that's dating that's married but kind of focus refocusing on the singles what advice or what encouragement would you give to the singles out there or those that um desire to be married one day get out of your comfort zone mm. So, you know, most times, especially women, right? I actually just found out that men, too, can have a type. I mean, I know everyone has a type, right? Mm -hmm. But I know it's mostly women who look for the very handsome, six-pack, seven-foot-tall, whatever the case (laughs) might be. (laughs) You know, People need to get into this mindset. And when you when you try to say things like that, sometimes people are like, oh, but if I'm not attracted to you physically, then I can't be in a relationship with you, right? Mm-hmm. Which is true. But I think when it comes to the physical, you need to probably take one or two things that are actually maybe good things. And not really all about, you know, a six pack and all that. I think you need to dig deeper into that person, right? It's not just about the looks. It's about, is that person going to respect you? Um, Is that person family oriented? Is that person going to, are they responsible, financially responsible? Are they going to be able to take care of your mental state? You know, sit down. Are they going to be able to compromise? So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. It's not just about, you know, having a type I feel like should not be about the outside. It should be mostly about the inside, you know? So I don't know. I feel like that's the only thing I'll say because, you know, people are really stuck in their ways when it comes to having a type and they can meet a very good person, but, they probably have, they don't have a six pack, <laughs> you know, they are not what you think they should be, but they really love you. Mm-hmm. They're very respectful. They are showing you that I'm going to be the best guy or the best lady that you've ever had. Right. Yeah. But it's still like, oh no, you're not what's on my list. So I can't, I, I just can't. 
and they end up in a very toxic relationship with somebody else. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's I the think, only thing I can say. I think for me is basically, I want to say three things, right? Number one is be open-minded, right? And um, number two is definitely um, put God first, right? Because you need that guidance. Then number three is, of course, um, whatever expectations you have for your part, for like a potential partner, make sure you're meeting those expectations, right? If if you if you want a partner that maybe looks certain way or acts certain way or make certain income threshold. I mean, this might maybe sound wrong, but maybe you also be to that level at least, right? Because the last thing you want is go into a relationship where your expectations are way up here and the person that you, 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 you're in a relationship with, their expectation is here. And you're, you're like, you know, I think one thing that I hear a lot is from uh, people is oh these are my expectations or these are what I want in a relationship I'm not going to compromise on them there's nothing wrong with that if you believe in whatsoever you want to believe in sweet but at what point do you want to compromise right so basically if you're expecting someone to be a certain way just have that expectation for yourself because you don't want to go into a relationship and the first thing is, oh, I expect this, 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 this. And then maybe when the person turns around and say, okay, I expect you to do this, 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 then you start saying, oh, that doesn't flow with me. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 like relationship is not easy, man. It's not. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you have to come in with the same expectation that you're holding yourself to a higher standard also. Yeah. Because I've actually seen that, I think on Clubhouse, right? There was this lady that said she's not going to date someone that makes less than 200K a year. And the man in the group said, All right, do you make 200K? And she's, and all the, well, most of the women ganged up and pretty much, it doesn't matter. And I'm, and you know, Tommy actually was in the group. I wasn't. So when he told me, I was like, what? How do you expect to have someone that makes 200K, but you make way 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 less than that you know so people pay attention to all the wrong things or wrong reasons as to why they should get in a relationship with somebody um they just need to change that you know i agree i definitely Mm -hmm. agree with that because i feel like people will put things on you and you'll put things on yourself you're like oh i want them to look like this and this and that Mm -hmm. and not saying that God can't do that because he can, but that shouldn't be the only thing you're looking at. If you're just looking at, oh, he got to have nice teeth. Okay, but what's coming out of his mouth? Like, is he speaking good words? Is he speaking life? Is he speaking truth? Like, is he leading you somewhere or is his teeth just nice? Like, you got to make sure that they got some substance within that body because, I I mean, I feel like people, they see me with somebody else, I guess, because mm-hmm. I'm super tall. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. super tall. So every, of course, everybody's like, oh, your husband's like six, five. He's like, and you're six, beautiful. Seven. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah. I think people see me with somebody that's like super six, five, six, seven, super tall because I'm tall and they're like, oh yeah, like 
you must have played basketball. No, I didn't play basketball. I played volleyball. Oh, does your husband play basketball? No, why my husband got to play basketball? Like, he's a pastor. And that's one thing that when me and Paul first started dating, I was like, when people was like, oh, is he tall? Is he um, shorter than you? I was like, is he? I was like, is he shorter than me? I was like, really? I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't focus on the fact that, oh, he's shorter than me. I can't date nobody that's shorter than me because I'm a ginormous tall person. Like, no, I... He captured me with how he loves God. He captured me with how he loves his mother. He captured me with how he loves people, how he loves me, how he treats me. Captured her. Captured. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> so he got me not because of what he looked like, because uh-huh. I think he's a scrumptious little something over here. My husband is fine <laughs> okay. as wine, baby. You as fine as wine. <laughs> And I would want <laughs> no other kind. So what you're saying is I had game. Yeah, you had game. Yeah, game. Early. <laughs> and that's the thing. And like I embrace. I'm glad you brought that up because I embrace your height. Like sometimes we'd be taking pictures and I would notice that she was slouching. I'm say, hey, don't don't feel no pressure with me. I'm confident in who I I'm confident in who I am. So it's not going to make me no different. And so feel free to stand up. And if they see that you're taller than me. Oh, so what? You got my tall glass of water that oh. I that I love. So that that once again that works for us. Yeah, well, <laughs> you better speak on it. I love. And her. so before we got on this soliloquy about our love for one another, one thing that you said, Tommy, was like to keep the Lord first. And so shout out to one of my Instagram followers, Injections of Love. And she said, as I asked the question, like your best marriage advice, she was like, God, have a God-centered marriage. And she was like, I know it's obvious, but it's true. And so sometimes things can be obvious and we still miss it. And so uh, for the advice for the singles, well, Actually, before I go there, like with this whole listing, uh, I know one time Pastor Mike Todd was talking about relationship goals and he was like, get rid of the list because goes back to what you said. Uh, see it as sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone because naturally I preferred somebody that was that was just shorter than me. It wasn't it was just a natural thing that I wanted that I would have missed out on what God had for me if I didn't get out of my comfort zone. So the biggest things to me was this person, they got to love the Lord. Period. Yeah. Um, and also they got to be okay with being a pastor's wife because I know I knew from a young age, that's what God called me to do. And the third thing was that I, you can, you can, you can call it shallow what you want. She had to be beautiful to me. And so, uh, to the single out there, the only thing I would add on top of this advice we're giving y'all and, you know, we're speaking from healthy places of marriage. It's not perfect, but healthy. Um, don't allow the delay to cause you to settle. I don't mean to toot my own horn, horn, but that could be a sermon. Don't allow the delay to cause you to settle because you don't want to rush into marriage just because you think it's taking too long. Yeah. And while we're on this topic, like at the end of this month of February, we got two back to back episodes dropping on our regular day of Wednesday, then a follow up on Thursday. And it's coming to you. It's going to be a girl's chat and then a guy's chat. And the topic and the main focus of that of that um, episode is about maximizing your singleness. Like enjoy this season um, and also just some do's and don'ts about dating. And so shameless plug about those episodes is coming just for you. 
But I mean, so what's what's funny is I don't know if you guys know this. Sia is actually taller than me. Didn't know that. Okay, I just knew because no. I, I followed you, so yeah, um, I knew. Okay, yeah. So when so the crazy part is when we met, right, and things started getting serious. She actually had friends and family members who were like, "Oh, the dude is handsome and he's good looking, but he's short." <laughs> and says like, "Oh, why should that matter at all? Like right. this is this is." who I want. And um, to your point, like Paul, like, yeah, don't, don't just settle. Right. But by the end of the day, I think we have to have real expectations of what we want in a partner. Of course, like you said, I wanted my wife to be beautiful. Right. <laughs> so and again, that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, right. Yeah. Whatever beauty means to you. But um, I had, I like, we have to be realistic with, I I did not go around with a list. Why do you even have a list? I don't know. If you if the list is working for you, great. But yeah, those let's just be realistic with expectations. You know, like this is real people, real talk. (laughs) 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 So for our last question, tell the people how can you go from surviving to thriving as it relates to marriage? therapy man definitely may everybody you know in a relationship if you guys know you're you're getting to that stage i don't care how healthy you guys think you are go for therapy mm-hmm. therapy will make the the things that you see as something so small you know with the 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 lady or the guy sitting there taking notes and you guys are just pouring out your hearts and talking about certain things and they giving you a feedback of, you know, okay, so this is what I'm hearing. This is what I see. You guys are good, but this is what you need to work on. So going for therapy before you get married is amazing. But if you guys don't get to do it before, definitely after you get married, go for therapy. And yes, I'll add to that. So even though like our our relationship, our marriage is is in a great space right now. But we've even talked about after this corona, we're both going for individual therapy, right? Yeah. Because when you go when you go and sometimes as human, we're stuck in our ways, right? Mm-hmm. We might think, okay, things are going great, and then you go in and you maybe talk to somewhere someone else, and they give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? And that perspective, I think, for me, is uh, helpful. I know when we went for therapy, and we did not even finish it. I think we only did how many weeks, and yeah. we're like, oh, we, 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 we got this. But just that few weeks that we went for was amazing. Like, just the little worksheet that they will give you to, like, bring home and work on it gave us a different insight on basically how we can... Because in marriage, you're, if you're not basically growing every single day then i don't i don't know what's going on but you guys have to know if you if you know how how to talk to each other already you have to go to a better place right Mm -hmm. for example my goal this year is just to be someone that basically i don't want to see that toxic masculinity but just be someone that even if something goes wrong learn how to take a deep breath and Mm -hmm. also talk to my wife about it without me being condescending mm. right so therapy 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 because sometimes you have also things going on in your personal life with family 
and you can take it out on your spouse, right? So going to therapy, people feel like, oh, that thing that makes my marriage bad mm-hmm. or that makes my spouse bad. But you can go to therapy and start talking about mom and dad and, you know, different things that will come out. And, you know, that person that's going to be sitting in front of you can give it to you. The real talk. It's <laughs> real. So. <laughs> That is real. We can do a whole nother episode about um, counseling because that's one of the the benefits that when when I go on a monthly basis, I feel like it helps my marriage because I don't want Mm -hmm. to um, vent all my frustrations to my wife. Not all of it. Now, there's some stuff that we go talk about. This to be transparent, but I don't want to carry all of my burdens. But once again, another story for another day. There were literally no caps. So many gems in this episode from talking Mm -hmm. about communication, um, expectations, um, therapy, expressing your feelings and so much more. And to the listener, whether you're single, dating, engaged, married, uh, marriage, it's a beautiful thing. Mm Bible says in Genesis, amen, I, I hear you over there. <laughs> Genesis 2.24 says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one. As my dad would say, the hard part is that becoming one and that becoming one is a journey. But we want you guys to enjoy that. But time and see you before we let you go. Please tell the people about y'all dope podcast, which I am a fan of. Oh, thank you. Okay, so our podcast is called Shifting Perspectives. We basically started this podcast just talking about, you know, everything in society and culture, but tying it back to back to um, Sierra Leone, West Africa, where we're from. Because as much as maybe someone can be over here that is African-American, Spanish, um, uh, Mexican, sorry, or even a white person can, can listen to it and say, oh, I relate to this. But we kind of talk about things that everyone can relate to, but just how bad it is back home, right? Mm-hmm. From like growing up to gender roles, to sexism, to so many different things. Um, we just really, I think it's really just for more for young people, right? To get into this thing of like, Let's learn how to talk. Let's learn that it's not just the lady's job to do this and that and that. You know, everyone needs to just get out of what whatever ways that they're stuck in and just learn different things. So, yes, you guys can definitely check it out. It's on Apple Podcast, all the podcast platforms that you, you can think about. It is there. And it definitely lives up to its name because I remember one of the episodes that definitely shifted my perspective. And so I will leave that link in the show notes. Y'all know how we do over here. Real people, real talk. I believe in the collaboration over competition. So go and check them out. Um, Tommy and Sia and y'all were so and I don't say this just to say this, but y'all were so fun to talk to today. And so we just want to say thank you so much for joining the show. Like really, thanks for having us on the podcast. And we've enjoyed talking to you guys. Yes, thank you guys so much. And to the Thriver, my dear listener, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you for listening and supporting. I don't take it for granted that as you're doing doing whatever you're doing, that you're listening to this episode. And our only request today is that you would share this episode with at least one couple that you know, whether they're dating, married, or engaged. In the next episode, we are talking about love languages and how that can benefit both couples and singles. 
And we're going to continue the conversation online and just read out some different um, things that our Facebook friends and our Instagram followers um, have, have said and posted as we're having this online conversation. And if you want to be a part of that conversation, you can follow me on Instagram at Paul W. Calco. And of course, I will leave that link in the show notes. And really, if you just can answer the question, what is love? And we're going to talk about that. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Okay, can't sing no more. too much of that for copyrights. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so we are concluding this episode with some fresh tunes from Lil Byron, who produced the intro and the outro beat you hear each week. He has a new project called Captured by Love, which goes perfectly with our relationship series this month. Yep, and this particular song is called Love on You. And you know how we do things. We're going to leave that link in the show notes so you can listen in full. Now, go be all that God has called you to be. And we out.